Sunday pour a uh, very special Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning edition, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, even the great ones need a blow once in a while. little extended weekend on top of an already extended weekend. But uh, we're back now. Another Sunday pour. Independence Day is in the books. Aunt, how are you? Did you just admit to the load management on Sunday pour's behalf? That's not what was going on. Well, I think we'll still give the uh, I think we'll still give the uh, the fans two shows this week, but you know sometimes you need an extra day, you know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I do want to say something about Fourth of July. I will question for you, I guess. Where do the competitive eaters go the other three hundred and sixty four days of the year? Because they don't, they should not exist in a regular society, like real life. They they're like they belong in the fringes of society. I don't, they, they have like these people come out, they're inducing like, they introduce like a dozen of them, 15 of them, whatever it is. And they all have these ridiculous records. Like this guy ate 91 oysters in a sitting. This guy had 12, you know, 12 pizzas in one sitting. This guy did this, you know, what, whatever. Well, what, I, what, where are these contests that they're doing this, that they're doing this shit? And how come those aren't televised? The 15 pints of ice cream is what got me. Because I love a nice pint of ice cream. Ugh. But, I mean, yeah, eat one pint and you're just, oof. <laughs> 15 pints in how long, though? How quick was it? I don't even know if 15 was the number. I was just round, I was rounding off to an exact number. But it was a lot. I remember being like, whoa. You saw the a guy, lot of. You saw the guy <laughs> chugged a gallon of lemonade before? It was like within the first 10 or 15 minutes of the telecast. Did not, this did not cut out the telecast. No, no, uh, no. I don't know what they do. I like a lot of these guys. Like Chestnut has the world record in something else besides hot dogs. I think right. He does wings other or something. Yeah, something, something else. Yeah, I don't know if it's wings, but something like that. I felt like ESPN should get on this man. They should do. They should have a channel dedicated to competitive eating. July Fourth was like a was like a perfect old school ESPN day because what was on after. Um, the hot dog eating contest was the cornhole championship. Right, which I is like, very American nowadays, yeah. Well, I, I just like that they had these, like, two oddball sports or competitive – you don't call them sports, but, like, two oddball competitive shows on back-to-back. And we talked about this in the past. Like, ESPN would just struggle to put something on at, at some odd hours. So they'd throw on, like, weightlifting or, uh, you know, some, or fly fishing or something strange. Yeah, world's strongest man. Yeah, somehow competitive, but very, you know, not the top four major sports. So it was very, it was very cool, very old school ESPN lineup on Saturday. And then, and then zero baseball on Monday, which I guess is, is basically baseball's fault probably more than ESPN. There was nothing even on during the day yesterday, was there? There was not one day baseball game Yeah, on what was considered the holiday. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell that – who makes those decisions or why you go that route. It makes no sense. It's a day off across like, – it just – it should be – it should be the uh, 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, like all those Monday holidays or all those all, – I mean, 4th of July would usually just be on the 4th, but if it's a Monday holiday, just load it up with baseball. It gets treated like a three-day weekend. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's easy – Easy peasy, man. <laughs> and they don't have one day baseball game. So just a little nitpick, just a little. Basketball does it every year on Martin Luther King Day. 
man. They got, yeah. The Knicks always play at noon. There's always like a triple header. It just makes sense. Even on like a obscure three-day weekend like Columbus Day, you'll see like a hockey game in the middle of the day. Fourth of just Fourth of July weekend. How do you not have a game? America's, One o'clock. Yeah. You want to you want to count it as America's pastime, and you have all the history and the lore of the sport. Why are you not there on America's hot fucking holiday? I'll say something nice about them. I did like the eleven a.m. start on the fourth yeah. of July. That should Nationals, become Nationals. Nationals Dodgers. That what it was. Yeah, that should become yeah. a that should become an annual uh, tradition. Eleven a.m. in D.C. Should be absolutely, yeah. It might be a tradition. I don't know. Maybe I'm just late to the party, but I feel like there is always a day game in DC on the Fourth of July. But maybe I, I don't know if it's. I kind of like the early, early start, though. I think it should yeah, be that early. Every oh yeah, eleven a.m. is sweet. Get the yeah, uh, standalone be, action. I'm just gonna be just load up. We talked about the line. Just load it up with games, and there was more games on TV than I thought there was gonna be. But um, or I thought it was just gonna be Yanks Mets nationally. I mean, originally, yeah, there was another game on so. Uh yeah. One one thing one thing Sunday Poor did not mush was this uh finals clash because we did pencil in Bucks, or at least I did. I penciled in Bucks Suns a little early. And all it got a it got a little hairy there when Giannis got hurt and when the Clippers stole game five, but we did uh we did end up with the two favorites in each conference final making it. Yep. Yeah. So good for us not mushing it now. It's not a terrible match. I don't. I don't think Nash is going to get a lot of attention. I think it's probably, you know, it's not going to get great ratings. No, I don't think Jonas is big enough of a star, and I don't think the Suns are big enough of a team for the people to care across the board. But it's not a bad yeah. matchup, though. Yeah, the early feel right now watching this game is I don't care. So it's probably not a good sign for ratings. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think. Well, who knows? You got, if you get a game six, you always got to just get a game six. Get 2-2 two, two after four. People will latch on to it. I'm a little more interested than I thought I would be. I think it's got a lot to do with, like, Giannis's first trip to the finals. See if he can kind of put that on – you know, that, that, that kind of starts the ball rolling on, like, a legacy. Playing hurt. I mean, yeah, playing hurt is huge. That's a big – yeah, if he could come out and lead this team to victory, that's a huge uh, notch in his belt. Uh, and then the Suns are just – I don't know. I don't – I don't never really watch the Suns, but Booker's one of the like, more intriguing players in the league. And Paul, obviously, kind of chasing for that cherry on top of his career. Like, wh- whatever happens here does not change my opinion of Chris Paul, or I don't think it will change anybody's opinion of Chris Paul one way or the other. But it's a – you know, Booker's young enough – to have you know have this on his resume this early, that's something uh a notch on his belt. But you don't think a finals MVP would change the his legacy a little bit? Uh Chris Paul? I, yeah. I guess, but I mean it, it's I don't know. A finals MVP at this age, I don't know. I've never I've just never liked Chris Paul personally, which makes me want <laughs> to root for the Bucks. His kid, I never liked his kid. You'd always show up and stuff, State Farm <laughs> commercials, press conferences. Not a big fan of the family, man. No, not a fan. Not a fan of Chris <laughs> Paul. Great player, Hall of Famer. Well, how old is I he? Think a, I think a finals MVP would probably uh, – I don't he, know. He's going to the Hall of Fame anyway, so it doesn't is matter. 30, is he 38? He's 37, I think. 37? Oh, yeah, I don't 
if he wins the finals MVP, I don't know, that'd be a hell of a performance, though. Because you could win the finals MVP and not have a good, you know, dom- he, I think he's the favorite. Series. Huh. I would, I would look into Booker personally, but yeah. uh, um, because I think Booker is going to be, or I, who knows though? Because Milwaukee's a weird team. Like I'm watching Milwaukee play right now. Like Middleton can't hit a shot, and Drew Holiday. I got, and then the other night, Middleton scores like 25 in the third quarter. I, I can't figure this team out. But I smell, and they just hang around Milwaukee, and, they, and then they find a way in the end somehow. I mean, that's, I mean, I was that was the mo of the Nets series, man. There was they, they would not go on. The Nets would go on a little bit of a run, and Milwaukee would outside those first two games. And Milwaukee would just kind of find it. Also, you know, you'd feel like the Nets should be up ten or a dozen, and it'd be like a four point game or something. Yeah, Milton just missed another one. Uh, yeah, at first, at first glance, I think the Suns win this series, but I, I don't know. I mean, they're the favorite. They're my my first instinct, I guess, should be Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Milwaukee could hang around though. It, I mean, if, if Giannis is 100%, he's the best player on the court, right? Not, it's not even that – it's probably close, but not that close. Yeah, he – for being the best player on the court, though, the only problem is he has a few, few liabilities. Free throw shooting, that's I – mean, I mean, I guess he's technically the best player on the court, though. He's, he's come around on his free throws, I think. No? A little bit I don't better. know. They were giving him the countdown before. I don't know if he was making them. He hit one or two. Did he? I think he went yeah. to line, well, at least in the first. He went to the line twice and he hit one or two both times. So 50%. Pretty good. <laughs> really. I don't know if, I don't know if really. that's the guy you necessarily want really out that. there uh, in the fourth quarter. And I don't know if this guy, Sarek, Sarek, is that his name? Is, is, this guy got injured. I don't even know if this is a big injury or not. It's going to be one of those ones we look back on. So, so we should have known. <laughs> Yeah, like, ah, oh, as soon as they lost Sarek, I'm not even pronouncing his name right, Dario, whatever. First round pick a few years ago. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not a big loss. All not right. a big enough loss to make a dent. All right, you heard it here first. The Phoenix Suns will not miss Sarek. <laughs> Unless he was – is he a guy who's supposed to shut down Giannis? Oh, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like, whenever I see a big man go down, you know, people yeah. are like, oh, it all, went, it all went south when they lost big man. They got killed on the glass. They had no one to protect the rim. Yeah, I don't know much about Phoenix Suns basketball. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, it's about it. And DeAndre Ayton, who somehow, somehow was caught on a wiretap with Sean Miller. Somehow Sean Miller still has a job. But that's <laughs> a story. That's a story for March, I guess. Jay Crowder is the only player on either team to ever play in the finals before this year. Yes, I heard that. I heard yeah. that. Does does Brooke Lopez being out there make you uh, in any way want the Bucks to win? Yeah, I like yeah, I like Brooke. I like that he kind of carried the team a little bit. Uh, what was it, game five? Maybe he had like a monster game in the Eastern Conference Finals when when Giannis was out. I like that. Yeah, I like they had a a playoff moment like that. Uh, yeah, I like Brooke. I, I have no issue with Brooke. I like seeing him have success. So, yeah. It'd be like a, a lifetime achievement award if Brooke Lopez can get a uh, <laughs> can get a finals get a finals W. Yeah, I didn't think he'd ever be in the finals. I mean, that's just me. Well, 
I also that? didn't think he'd be able to make it rain threes either. <laughs> yeah, we are. Really kind of took his weaknesses out of play. If he's hitting threes, you don't really care if he's a little soft on the boards. Yeah, people, yeah, it's a good point. If you can shoot in the league nowadays, people can forgive you for not being able to uh, go up and get it. Well, yeah, I, I just like I, – how many MVPs does uh, John have? He has a deuce. Yeah, when he went back-to-back, I think. Whoa. Oh, man. I think he went back-to-back. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the – I'm going back and forth with the basketball, and there's the the match with uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, and they're playing Roger Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Uh-huh. And look, there's just shots of these guys like looking for their balls in the woods and shit. <laughs> there's you know playing with two amateur guys. There's potential for a lot of trouble. And then Phil just hit a shot a laser that went over the green like in, like over a cliff basically. What, what was the reasoning behind putting this on a Tuesday, like at 5 o'clock, whenever it started? I have no idea. No idea. This seems like something that would have made sense for yesterday also. Wasn't there – they did one with Phil and Tiger that was on like a Thursday – or a Friday after Thanksgiving, right? That was a couple Wasn't years that ago. a pay-per-view though? Oh, right. That was a pay-per-view, right. And then last year was, I think it was Memorial Day, and it, that was Brady, Phil, um, Tiger. I don't remember who the other celebrity was. I, I don't understand the appeal of watching Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers golf. Like they're well, football players. Well, you get to see him suck, which is, that's kind of fun. You see Brady was kind of having a meltdown on uh, <laughs> 10, 11, and 12, slamming his club down and stuff. Oh, no. But they, they do like all they alternate shot. I forget what they call it, like modified best ball or modified alternate, alternate shot. I forget exactly what they called it. So it's like they'll use the pros drive and then – you know, the football player's got to hit the next shot. We'll find some trouble. The pro's got to get out of that trouble. Well, yeah, now he's in some weeds over here. And like, how do they how do they keep score? They they go. Uh... Yeah, regular score. It's just you play. You're basically playing one ball uh, per team. You got to see the one ball right. per team. You, okay, you, you got to go over like Bryson's hitting this off of a hill. Going down, go over to TNT real quick. Look at this shot that he's got a that they <laughs> because Roger sucks too. <laughs> Bryson's got a hit out of here. He's just gonna punch it out probably. Go for the green, Bryson. I mean, he's oh, got, Bryson is the one who feuds with uh, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, Kepka. Yeah. yeah. Rivalry. I wonder if he. I wonder if he thought this would like help his image going on this thing, or maybe like help people kind of see him as a human being and not some fucking golf cyborg. A little personality. I said, I, All I right, think, he's in the weeds. Yeah, but he's on a, it's a hill. He's like leaning over. If he just punches out, I'd be disappointed. He's got to go for the green, man. They're three up. Yeah, so that means Ro- they're up three holes? Yeah. Rogers hit 
Rogers hit three putts in a row to put him up. Like he needed to hit all three of them on three straight holes and drained. No, no, like not not like sixty foot putts, but well, I think he's in the rough. Yeah, he's in the rough. But that was a tough shot out of there. Well, uh, yeah, and yeah, Brady Brady was duck hooking five irons and slicing his drives. He, he got him in some trouble a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just a sport where you can watch like other people, like average Joes play. Well, I mean, like, I, w- I wouldn't want to see any like other athlete play baseball or football. I mean, the Pro-Am is a huge, not huge, but it's like a big tradition in golf. It was like the Palm, or the, uh, not Palm Beach, the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Yeah. So that, that's always like in the winter. What's that? Like celebrities play? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like a same thing. I think it's teams. They, they might not do – they might play for their own score, but it's like, like Bill Murray is always in it and he'll play with somebody and – like Romo's in it and he'll play with somebody. I'm sure Rogers has been in it. Barkley's been in it. John Smoltz. Smoltz is he, you know, isn't he a good golfer? Sounds about I think I think all those guys were Smoltz and Maddox are all good, good golfers. A lot of off days. Yeah. When you're a starting uh, pitcher. But yeah, it's, it's it's always on like Wednesday morning before a tournament at Pebble Beach. Oh, okay. So and I think it, that goes back to the days of like Dean Martin and uh Johnny Carson and those guys. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I uh, I haven't even been watching. Uh, I kind of I kind of checked out on the NBA after like Trey Young got hurt. So this is like the first time I'm picking up basketball in almost a week. I've watched more Wimbledon than basketball over the weekend. Uh, I couldn't. I could not. The Bucks Hawks man. Once Trey Young went down. Yeah, I was just I was deflated, man. All the juice came out of it. Oh, stepping on a fucking ref. I mean, Jesus. No, I mean not. To, I don't know if they definitely would have won, but like once he was hundred percent, like there's no way. Yeah, you go back to being the Hawks real fast. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing. And I even even game six, like I didn't even put it on because I just I saw he was hundred percent. I was like, there's just no way. That just sucks because a team like the Hawks, like who knows if they ever get a chance to get back there again. Like it's nice that Trey Young had, had like had these playoffs, and you know a few moments and showcased and all that kind of stuff. But I, you know who knows if they ever have a chance to get that far in a in a playoff again. Like they might be getting knocked out in the first round for the next five or six years. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you knew the curtain was gonna probably get pulled from the Hawks eventually, but to have it done on an injury, which yeah. I guess, you know, basically every team that's happened to yeah, yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, to have it done on an injury. You know they were in the Eastern Conference Finals like five years ago, though. People forget. I forgot. Yeah, they got smoked by the Cavs. <laughs> they, were actually a, they were actually a one seed. One of those LeBron years with Cleveland, they got, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they got swept. So they, yeah, the Hawks kind of rebuilt under the radar a little bit. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe, maybe this is a stepping stone. They'll be back next year. I wouldn't count on it. I don't. Yeah, it's it's tough. That's 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 what that's what sucks for your Hawks fan. You cannot. You're the last franchise to be penciling in. Ah, we'll be back. Tough well, to do. Wasn't there uh, some 
uproar about the scheduling, and that's why all these guys are getting hurt. Yeah, time. LeBron started it. It's amazing how these guys are going off to play in the Olympics then. They're so concerned about their off days and not getting enough rest during the season. Why are all those guys playing if that's a problem? I don't even know who's playing in the Olympics. Who is uh, – uh, Lillard, Durant's playing. Uh, <sighs> Durant's playing. <laughs> that's, he's a basketball player, man. I don't fucking care. Go play. Yeah, I know. But still, if he's going to tear his ACL, I'd rather do it. That's your form. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they go and play. Then you got no excuse to not play in the regular season. That's how I look at it. Yeah, right. Well, the Olympics, what, two-week sprint, basically? Yeah. Because you're USA, though. You got a target on your back. All these European teams want to, you know, throw it to you. I feel like the U.S. guys, it's almost a great excuse to go play because you can kind of take your foot off the gas and you don't even have to go full. You don't have to go full speed. I don't know. The international teams are better than they ever were now. Better than, like, Spain from 2008? Oh, the Gasol brothers, probably not that good. I don't know if there's any, I mean, I don't know what the teams are, but. I don't see you. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the rosters look like, but I feel like the U.S. Like, is still big, big gap. Yeah, but they, those guys, they're not going not gonna to roll over for you. No, the other teams yeah. are going to treat it like it's yeah. game seven, and then Durant's going to like drop 40, and the <laughs> U.S. will probably win by 40. Yeah, we're with the They'll run. get tested at some point, but for the most part, I feel like those guys can kind of – like Durant's going there knowing he's not going to have to play with uh, insert whatever shitty role player he had a pass to in the playoffs, you know. Landry Shamit. Here's the uh, here's the team. I think Pop, Popovich is the coach. With Perfect. Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright. Uh. Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Durant, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. No Jimmy Butler? Uh, I don't see any Jimmy Butler. Did you hear the story with him? No. Big, big rumors about him and Rachel Nichols? What's, what's the big rumor? Spanging her? It, uh, at some point, he may have been someone. So I think Carl Anthony Towns chirped him on the on the uh, court. Oh, one time. All right. And then this whole thing with Rachel Nichols came out today about how she. Uh, I don't know if she was caught on a hot mic or something, saying something yeah. about one of the black anchors. And now, now all the floodgates open. You do one thing, and then they start digging. Now it's maybe she may have had a thing with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy who I Butler. think is with, like, Selena Gomez now. So, Butler is, like, serious reputation right now. He's got going. Stick, man. Yeah, he's, he's a budding stick, man, for sure. Yeah, and that's, like, a, that's a nice, like, age gap, too, from Selena to Rachel Nichols. Like, that's a wide range right there. <laughs> so, good for – I've always been a Rachel Nichols fan, so that would be impressive. I'm, I just Googled Jimmy Butler girlfriend and – there's a question if he was if he went out with Miley Cyrus at some point. I mean, she's, she's not gonna you don't want to marry Miley Cyrus, but she could be fun for <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know, for a month or two. There's a couple other actresses too. Charmaine, <laughs> yeah, he does all right, man. And Shay Mitchell. 
Looks like he's had it. Yeah, he's he's gotten around. He's got a roster. He's got a roster. It's not quite Jeter's roster, but he's it's getting there. No, no, no one's got that roster. (laughs) No, that's like an MVP roster. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Something about an all-star baseball. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Jimmy Butler. Yeah, it looks like he does okay. 31 years old. Jimmy. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. If you, I feel like that's always, that was always a question, though. Like, going to the Olympics, say you give up, like, half your summer, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's only a couple of weeks. It's not – I mean, I don't know if you count practice or whatever, but the actual games. I mean, Olympics is literally two weeks, right? Sounds right. This was supposed yeah. to be last year. This was supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's probably. I think it's technically still going to be called the 2020 Summer Olympics. Man, I mean, other than basketball, I'm. I'm not. I'm. Not, I try not to be too anti-Olympics, but just nothing that really interests me. Well, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm boycotting. I'm boycotting track and field. If you can't, I mean, tell, tell me, tell me, half the USA basketball team is not getting high. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they they pick and choose. Uh, now, was this was this was this chick got nailed on this track and field star? Was this an Olympic rule, a track and field rule? What exactly did she get nailed? I know, obviously, it was pop, but where did this rule come from? I don't know if it was like the United States governing board or the Olympic governing board. I'm not sure. I'm gonna guess Olympic governing board without having any facts in front of me. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know how the basketball team uh, – I would assume the basketball team, when they're not playing basketball, all they're doing is getting high wherever this is. The, where is this, the Olympics? Japan. Japan. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, who knows. Tokyo? Well, it was supposed to be last year in – was it Tokyo? They, and they're still going to call it 2020 probably. Yeah. 2020 summer – Olympics are in Tokyo. All right, there you go. July twenty third to August eighth. All right, it's coming up. Yeah, we talk about this. There, we'll latch on to something. There's something you'll latch on to because these gonna be weird hours too. The weird hours helps it. Yeah, but there's but we'll get like the tape delay here, so like it'll be night and I'll be events already happened and we won't be like do we won't be getting updates. Be like Do you know what the time difference is in Tokyo? I would say, I don't know. I would guess. Let me take a Damn. guess. Damn. Go ahead. It might be, it might be, is 12 too much? Yeah. 13 hours oh, ahead. Yeah. So right now it's yeah. July 7th there, 11.03 a.m. Yeah. All right. So I'm not even going to bother doing that math right now because who the hell knows? <laughs> I mean, if well, they're maybe, playing a game, if, if U.S. is playing a game at, eight, let's say, like, 8 o'clock at night, it would be 7 a.m. here. Yeah. And anything earlier than that is going to be middle of the night. Yeah. I remember, so, yeah, we're definitely getting some time. There, there uh, might be times where you, you – There's, there's going to be times when you wake up and there's going to be a game on, like getting ready for work, and there's going to be – this has happened before, and there's been games on. I feel like I got up early to watch – USA basketball, like at four in the morning, I got up early to watch them in like 2008 or something like that. Yeah, and the championship game was on at 2 a.m. There you go. 
against Spain. I, mean, I stayed up for that one. That was, oh, that was, that was Spain, one. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Gasols. I, I think I got up for the second half. I, I didn't get up for tip. <laughs> yeah. That was a great game. That was, uh, yeah. You could tell the gap was a little bit smaller between European basketball and uh, a, the U.S. And that USA team had to be stacked. It was, had to be Kobe and LeBron and Carmelo. Wade. Oh. Bosh. Yeah, stacked. Yeah, it's it was, they build them as the dream team part two, I think. That's a filthy team, man. Yep. It was a real top, good team. Top to bottom. I got to look up this. I got to look up his 08 roster now. See how many Hall of Wait, Howard. See how many Hall of Famers we got on it. So 11, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We've banged out half of them. Is there anybody more obscure than Dwight Howard? Probably got to be someone. Carlos Boozer. Oh, yeah, Carlos Boozer. Oh, Tayshaun Prince. Prince, that's a nice, that's a nice role guy to have. Michael Red. All right, sharp shooting lefty. Deron Williams. See, that, that, this is where they lose the whole dream team. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys who fizzled out on this team. Yeah. There's only one later on the 92 team. Yeah. Kid? Kid play on that team? No way. Did he? It's, uh, this has a weird – Chris Paul's on it, but this is – Chris Paul makes sense, yeah. This, this says kid, but it doesn't – so it goes through everybody, and it says, it says Kobe Bryant, and then parentheses, Los Angeles Lakers, then Dwight Howard, Magic, LeBron, Cleveland Cavaliers. Then just says Kid. Then it says Chris Paul, New Orleans Hornets. Maybe this isn't a very accurate website. <laughs> well, no, he was a Hornet. No, 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 but they, they just went Kid. Oh, Kid. Oh, yeah, okay. they, they didn't say anything else. I don't remember Jay Kid being on that team, but it's possible. It looks like he, yeah, he was. Two thousand eight, yeah. so he was still a net, I guess. Stacked, but not dream team esque. But dream team had like older guys that were over the that were you know Magic and Bird were obviously past their prime. Yeah, there were some guys there on name alone that were definitely over the hill. Magic and Bird being the two. Yeah, they also had a lot of guys though. They had a lot of peak guys too, though. Yeah, that's true. Bar, I mean, outside the big ones, I mean, Barkley's at his peak. Drexler's at his peak. Stockton and Malone. Yep. Mullen's probably, Mullen's probably a little past his prime. Mullen. Um, no, no, not yeah. really. 92. No, he's probably, if he's, if he's past it, he was like just starting on the, on the tail end. But he was still, I mean, he was big in 80, you know, 89, 90, 91. So, yeah, it's. I don't remember right. Mullen too much, really. Maybe because he was a warrior for most of his. Uh... Yeah, it's the West Coast guy, and I mean, and was he on the Pacers later on? Was he on those like Reggie teams? Oh yeah, that... oh yeah, him and Smiths, David. Yeah, it's, I can't remember Mullen on the uh, on the Warriors. Probably he played with Hardaway and uh, what's his face, Mitch Richmond. Who's the other guy, yeah, Mitch Richmond. Oh no, run TMC. Yeah, Tim, Timmy, Mitch, and Chris. Yeah. 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 It's funny because back then, I think you'd get swallowed up by being a West Coast guy mm-hmm. the way Mullen did. Whereas nowadays, like, I hate the argument that people make about Mike Trout. Like, the reason he's not a bigger star because he plays for the Angels. It's like, 
cop out. Have you not? I mean, Shohei Otani, like same exact franchise, <laughs> and the guy's like taking the sport by storm. Gigantic superstar. Like thirty years ago, you could use the argument: ah, West Coast, <laughs> or ah, he plays in Oklahoma. Yeah, plays in Kansas. It's like nowadays, I mean, you could be a star anywhere. I think you see it in the NBA now. Like nobody's run into the Knicks. Yeah, people people still run to the Lakers, I guess, but that's the Lakers. So like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just think uh, I always yeah. I I was thinking about that today. Actually, I meant to put it in my notes, but the fucking Otani, same franchise. You're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Trout is just like a little white vanilla bitch. Yeah, boy. That's the problem. Been there 10 years, man. He's never made a mark like Otani. Yeah, he's a good ball player. There's no doubt about that. But it, it's, it's a diff- there's a difference. There's a difference between being an important ball player and a good ball player. Or even a great right. ball player. He's just not important. And it's not because he plays out there. No, nowadays with the internet, social media, all different outlets being able to watch the game, see the game, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you play. He wants to be a ghost, though, right? He doesn't, he doesn't want to be like a big superstar. Then yeah, be, I mean, that's definitely part of it. Then he'd be scrutinized for all his shortcomings. Well, yeah, no, one, of the, one of these years, I mean, got to get that team in the playoffs so we could, oh, man, so we could really see what Mike Trout is. It's going to blow Otani's chance. Otani starting game one. The only thing about that, as you saw in the Yankee game last week, mm-hmm. if he starts a game and gets bombed, take him out, you lose his bat. Is it possible? I don't know the inner workings, the, uh, the inner workings behind it, but could you take him out of a game and put him in the outfield? Um. You're still as or is DH. that just you still you still lose the DH though, right? I think you'd lose the DH if you did that. Uh, so that's the problem. Oh no! I guess. Or wait, how does that? I don't know how it works. I guess they don't have. Well, any. no, because there is no DH. So right. So, so you're basically forfeiting your DH. Yeah. Why you're putting you, Otani in? Yeah. Why couldn't you move into the outfield and then take out? You take out your. You right could because then the pitcher who comes in is he's he has to hit. Yeah. So whoever comes in behind him has to hit. Yeah. Okay, I think it works. I think in a playoff game, that, that would be the moves. Unless, like, these pitchers have to go ice their arms right away. I don't know. Otani's not American. He's not, he hasn't been poisoned by American pitching uh, fuckery. So, he's, he's fine. He's probably okay. I'd look he, at hasn't Tanaka, been, Tanaka. he hasn't been jaded with uh, load management. Tanaka, we say every year, does Tanaka need to get Tommy John surgery? You never want another knife. Like never, never. They teased it. They're like, no, that's not doing it. Because his arm was seven straight years of possible Tommy yeah. John surgery. Yeah, never just looming just, over his head. Just, just rested <laughs> for like a month. Ah, oh, just take November off. I'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, he's he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him. Although he did already have surgery, right? <laughs> well, missed, yeah, then he he got hurt two years. Like the- he missed like a whole season. <laughs> Yeah, he's been in the league four years. This is kind of the first year where it's all come together. Yeah. Was it Tommy John surgery? Because that would be ridiculous. If I... It might have been. <laughs> he was out for He was out for a decent – I don't know. He, he was definitely – he had lingering injuries. 
whatever it was. Yeah, he, they had Tommy John in 2018. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then he came back kind of early and played the outfield. As soon as he got to the United States, that's what happened. Uh, that sounds right, though. Yeah, he came back and hit, but he didn't. He came back and hit in 2019, but didn't pitch. That sounds right. Uh, it's a good thing the Yankees didn't get him. They would have completely botched a Tommy John surgery. They would have botched something along the way. Good point. Excellent point. They would have turned him into a seventh inning guy or something. Sticking to their guns, man, the Yanks. And the analytics and shit. Well, I mean, they're, they, they, Pashman said it best. They made their bed. He made the bed. He's lying in it. He's being buried in it. Well, I mean, like I said, at some point. You might have made the bed, but you're also shitting it. You got to change the sheets at some point. He's dying in that bed. He'll die in that bed before he changes the sheets. <laughs> oh. It's very, it's very much looking like he's going to. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're at the point where they're going to try and convince you that they're in it because they're four games out, you know, four yeah. games back in the loss column. But, I mean, with the schedule coming up, oh, Judge, did he get it? Just missed it. Warning track power. Um, oh, I was going to make it out on the base there. Uh, no, but the Yanks are to the point now where I think they have – this is their schedule coming up. Brutal. And they're one game above 500, so keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, as you, as you, before you mentioned the schedule, this is a point where in like three weeks or maybe four weeks because there's the All-Star break in there. Yeah. But after that, the race, you, do the, you know, go up to the race. Like up to that race series, mm-hmm. whatever happens between now and then, I mean, if, if they turn it around, and this is like dumb – fan brain talking and not like the logical seeing what I've seen for the past uh, two months, three months. Yeah. Like they, they turn around, this could change like Boone's narrative completely. Like they have a successful West coast trip here and then they, you know, you, you rally off the schedule there. I mean, see how, see how ridiculous that idea of them turning around is. Yeah. I just, I, just, <laughs> I mean, when they play well, they could be anybody, but I just, it, it hasn't clicked. So. Three at Seattle, three at Houston going into the break. Not easy. Mariners are playing well. No, Houston wants they, blood, too. Houston's going to want to murder them. Houston's going to want to put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Uh, and then they come out of the break. Four home against Boston. Two home Philly. Four at Fenway. Three at Tampa. So that's 19 games. That brings you to July 30th. So you can circle July 30th on your calendar. It's three weeks from Friday because that may be the uh, official date that everybody, <coughs> excuse me, top to bottom from the organization on down, from, from Randy Levine on down to uh, Danny Cunningham <laughs> and the rest of the, and the, the fans where we're all going to have to realize that uh, it's meaningless baseball in August and September. Ugh. Or they'll just go 500 over that stretch and, you know, head into the All-Star – or uh, head into August and try and convince everyone that they're in it. But, I mean, I could be – the wheels could really come off. It's 19 games, including tonight. <laughs> 19 games. Yes. What, what is 
I, w- I wonder what the over-under that Vegas would have it at. What, what do you think? I put an over-under right now. So let's see, 10 and 9 is over, 9 and 10 is under. Do I put it right at 9 and a half? And they, they're a 500 team. That would be the easy answer to put it at 9 and a half. If I put it at 9 and a half, you're taking the under, right? Yeah. <laughs> But I don't want to make it too low because then it seems – I mean, they are playing Seattle. and They should be able to, you know, win two games against Seattle. Yeah, or two games against Detroit. <laughs> A couple games with Philly in there. Uh, I'm going to put it – I want to put it on a half because I want to be able to have a, a, a winner. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say uh, only six home games in there. Not that that really matters with them right now. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll be optimistic and put it at nine and a half. I thought about bumping it down to eight and a half. So nine and a half. You're basically betting on them to have a winning record over this stretch or a losing record. And I think most people would say losing. I got them at like six and 13 over that 19. Okay, I, so I, six and 13. I mean, I know. It's so they're 42 and 41 right now. Six and 13. That puts them at 48 and 54. Then you have to be a seller at the deadline. I mean, you, you can't be a buyer. At least. That, that eliminates you from buyer. Yeah. And they, I mean, I think they know they're buying. They already spent. They got, the, they got their big name accusations. Elo. Oh, yeah. Wandy and <laughs> Sack Fly in his debut. And Wandy, too. I forget Wandy. I hate Wandy. Wandy's on the DL. Fucking bad back. I got a bad back watching Wandy put off the pitch. This fucking guy. Does that just don't have any like? It's so weird. Like I don't have. I don't see any fight in this team. Is it like? What's the difference between this team and the teams that came back against Cleveland in that in in those playoffs? Or the team that battled with Houston was in those Houston series. Like, what's the difference? I don't. I don't get it. Is like did they miss Didi that much? Like is he, is he the um, leader? I don't know. I mean, is it a CC thing? I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't think so. Or uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know who else in that clubhouse that they're missing. I guess Tanaka. But I, I don't know. Uh, the 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 modern day athlete could be real fickle. Yeah. Like they there's. You know, you, you, you change one thing or you remove one guy from a clubhouse or you move one manager and add a manager and all of a sudden everything changed. I mean, look at the Red Sox with Cora. They clearly mailed it in last year Yeah. with Ferenicky. Yeah. And now they're back to playing unbelievable. Yeah. So that I can't get into that. I can't like – growing – and this is a stupid example, but growing up, right, playing baseball, you had managers you probably hated and managers you liked. Yeah. Yeah. But it never really affected your play. Like, you would go out there and try hard no matter what. Yeah, I think, yeah, their skill levels were all pretty even or whatever. So, we, yeah, I'm not going to play worse for a different guy. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so, at this level, though, and it's, it's not just baseball, it's probably all sports. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that could just upset a clubhouse. I don't, I'm not saying it was Girardi to Boone because, you know, the Yankee teams competed in 18 and 19 a lot better than they are now when Boone was there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what this team's missing or what they're lacking. That's just, 
That's a good point. That's a good point, though, because, like, in, again, that is not a great example. But, like, in Little League, if you don't like your manager, the kid is still grooving in, like, a 45-mile-an-hour fastball that you can crank, right? Yeah. Here, it, it, like, you might be checked out a little bit mentally there, but it doesn't really matter because, like, the skill level is not the same. But here, if you check out even the slightest bit, if, if you're – well, Oof. if you're punished, maybe 7 and 12. Um, <laughs> over over nine and a half let's go um but here if like you're even checked out a little bit for whatever reason like that's that might be enough to just distract you from you know 90, 93 mile hour inside cheese man oh yeah giving away at bat. I mean, well you see it in september all the time the teams yeah. who have checked out like the orioles i mean the orioles aren't any good but there's Years where you play those bottom feeders, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, let's jump up three, four, nothing on them, and then the bats will go to sleep. Don't let them hang around and give them a chance to think they can win this game. Yeah. And like they look like that type of team, and it's July. Yeah. Like they fall behind a few Ooh, runs, and it's that's just. A, that's an ugly way to put it, man. Oof. But you're right. Yeah. And they, they do have a tendency to, uh, to beat up on there. I mean, they're, they're, they're still a bully team. They just haven't really bullied as many teams this year. You know, like I was, I saw some, someone posted something on Twitter today. Mm. I, I didn't even read it, but it was something about how they should pound justice Sheffield. Okay. Which yeah. they're off to a good start, I guess right now it stands through on dinger, mm. but uh, they put somebody posted something, and I was like, and in my head, I was like, but why, why should they pound anybody? Yeah, there's not gonna be any reason, you know, like there's no rhyme or reason to when this team hits and when it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know if they've just like checked out on Boone, I don't know if they've just kind of been defeated and just been like, oh, it's not our year, we're never gonna win. I don't know, but something is, uh, and then you have, like, the two guys at the top, you know, Cole and Chapman, who are supposed to be your ace and your closer. And, like, that that doesn't help things either. Yeah. it's The, the Cole thing is problematic. Alarming. And the, uh, it's the um, Chapman thing, I, I don't have – like, I'm not concerned. Like, I feel like closers are like that. Like, you can never trust a closer. He's had a rough week or two of it. But it's not the first time we've seen him go through it. Nah, he lost he's, his job. Which yeah. Part of the reason Girardi's not here is because yeah. Girardi, like, removed him from the job. And, that worked, yeah, though. So, that worked when he did that, though. Did, yeah, I mean, they made a playoff did, run, yeah. He did shit with Sanchez that year, too, and it worked. Because he was actually managing the team. He was doing, he was doing what it took to win that next day out. He was, he was worried about process or – you know, this guy needs this kind of rest or whatever. He just he put the team out there that he want, he needed to put out to win that day. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not too concerned with that. I you know I'm, I'm curious like what involvement did this sticky shit have in their success? But at this point, yeah, I was, I'd say bolt with Cole big. But also, I think with him, it's he's got to. I don't. I don't think he's as bad as he's been. I think right now it's probably aside from getting used to not having it. It's also mental because you probably go out there pressing, thinking like, if I suck today, if I'm off by a little bit today, 
everybody's going to be like, well, it's sticky stuff this, sticky stuff that, spider tack that. So he's probably pressing uh, for that too because he knows that, you know, the eyes are on him. He just happens to be lucky. This is the, this in the middle of the, one of the worst Yankee seasons in recent memory. So he's not yeah. a big story. It's, it's Boone and Cashman and, you know, righty heavy lineup and stuff and all that kind of shit. So, you know, that he, he's going to answer questions if he keeps it up, though. But he's, he's lucky that he's not the only problem right now. No, no. Chapman, Chapman's probably an even bigger issue. The good thing about Chapman is I feel like he has value. Yeah. Trade wise, no matter what. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Teams, when we stopped recording last Thursday, I watched the end of the Padres game. Melanson blew one. Mm-hmm. The announcers are talking about how they're not sure if he has closer stuff. And I'm like, boom, there you go. That's one team right there. The Braves. That's another, like, there's a million teams who Aroldis Chapman's an upgrade on. So he, he could, as long as he's healthy, he could pull 10 in a row in some of the trade. Yeah. I think I heard the A's were probably looking for a closer. Kim, a, A's and Red Sox were on a Kimbrel. That's what I heard. Oof, I really, Kimbrel? Well, I think that, that automatically means that Chapman's, you know, in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah. I mean, I trust Chapman yeah. over Kimbrel. Uh, uh, yeah. why, why do you think there's, like, such vitriol? I feel like this is the first year in a long time that a Yankee uh, lack of success has come with some fan anger, like more so in the past, or more so in a long time at least. Where do you think that comes from? Why do you think now is the like I know why I am more pissed than usual. I know I think I know why you are, same reason. But I, it comes from I, I don't know. I just feel like it, across the board, you can hear more pissed off fans. Uh, I think part of it is expectations. Yeah. When this team bottomed out in 13 and 14, like Jeter's last couple of years, you kind of knew they weren't that good. Mm. And they were slowly kind of rebuilding. They were probably getting the most out of those teams that were winning 83, 84, 82 games, whatever it was. Right. And I think this team you see, uh, it was supposed to be a World Series or bust team. They've been World Series or bust now for four straight years, ever since the 17 run. Mm-hmm. And they've got progressively worse. And the, the fans have just reached a boiling point where they're like, they're just not seeing the proper returns on their investment. Yeah. Yeah. I think for us, like a big part is the problems, like the cracks that we saw on the roster have all come to like fruition. have come to like have opened up and they're much wider and much bigger problem than the success would have you believe. Like we, I think we saw like through the success and saw like the flaws that were still there. So they, they never addressed any of them, never addressed any flaws uh, that we saw. They kind of stuck to their own script. And so we kind of saw it come. I think that's why we're, I think that's why I'm pissed off. I, I would assume that's why you're pissed off too. It's because this was stuff that, you know, we forced. Well, yeah, for years we saw them in the playoffs kind of, uh, you know, not be able to do little things, whether it was oh, base yeah. running, yep. um, whether it was, uh, you know, just uh, getting a guy over, sack flies, like little things like that. Yep. And I think it, it was easy for the organization, like Catherine, just kind of throw it away and be like, well, the playoffs are a crapshoot. You see yeah. the best pitchers in the playoffs, yeah. the best teams. Now you're seeing all of these issues against, you know, the Mets on a Saturday afternoon, you're seeing it against like the Tigers 
mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend, like not being able to do those things. Now all those postseason shortcomings are in the regular season yeah. and are going to be a big reason why you don't play October baseball. Now it's almost unavoidable. Yeah. You can't, you can't avoid the discussion now. You can't just say, oh, it's the best teams. Oh, it's October. It's a crapshoot. No. Now it's the fucking Baltimore Orgos and Detroit Tigers. Now it's happening against the shit of the American League. Like now you got it. Now the fans want blood. They want someone to answer for it. And that's it's just it's it's been like a I don't know. It's been like the perfect storm. It's been brewing for a while, and now it's just it's just all blown up. Yep. Tough. Tough. Yeah. For a long time, I thought the fans were content just getting to the playoffs too. Like it was like a birthright to go to the playoffs. Well, I mean, every every Yankee fan got a little spoiled there. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't know if birthright. Yeah, I mean, it 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 felt automatic there for a while. It felt like even this year when they started off poorly, I was like, all right, we'll straighten it out. The American League's not that good. Uh, but I mean, obviously that that mindset has sailed. It doesn't look good. They're probably not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, every every fan got a little spoiled over the years, I think, and now it's just uh, it's the expectation, you know. I mean, they, they no one was screaming in thirteen or fourteen or even like twenty sixteen when Sanchez came up and A Rod retired and they made a run there and kind of fizzled out at the end. It's the uh, it's the expectations. It's the it's it's the year after year, like you know, they they were supposed to build on something after twenty seventeen, and they they did to an extent but they did they also made some some royal fuck-ups along the way that kind of that was pissed in 16 or yeah 16 was the year that they almost made it as a sanchez year yeah they traded chapman and miller and beltron and they oh, yeah. brought up uh judge and i was uh, pit i was pissed because Matanzas was close and he blew a game in fenway in september uh, that was a t- terrible loss. Friday night game. Yep. Yep. That was a tough one. Hanley Ramirez, dead center. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's, yep. Good call. Bad call, <laughs> but good call. Yep. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I was pissed. That year, I thought that, you know, at least chance to make the playoffs and, you know, once you're there, you never know. Crapshoot. <laughs> All right. At that point, yeah, it is a crapshoot. And you're just, that's one of those – that would have been like a just happy to be there type year. Out of the oh, yeah. And I'm a firm believer in like you learn to win by getting as far as you possibly can and then probably taking a little bit of medicine, you know, not by – Right. Week. Well, I mean, that's what 2017 was supposed to be. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a feel-good spot where they – even though they didn't win. Yep. Haven't been able to – haven't been able to piggyback on that. No. And now it's looking like now it's looking like you're gonna have decisions to make. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the season and and uh pick up the pieces with whoever's remaining. <laughs> yep, that's it. Oh, there you go. There it is. Yanks West Coast. I do like have I wish this is a, a weekend series though. I I really like watching these West Coast games, Mariners on a Friday night. Stay up until one in the morning watching them. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Yeah, Tuesday was a little luster for me, but here we are, locked in anyway. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, enjoy it. Sports are almost non-baseball sports are almost over. Yeah, yeah. maybe one more Stanley Cup game. Euro yeah. Cup is two, almost over. Wimbledon. Two weeks of the Olympics. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> can't get into. It. Can't get into. It. I'll find something along the way, but I can't get excited about it. Zero that's, anticipation. That's yeah. No, it's not. It's nothing you ever look forward to. It's just something you kind of fall into, and then you love it for like that forty minutes that you're watching it, and then you forget yeah. about it for no, for another four years. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the you know the the fugazi pieces of shit Americans that come out of nowhere that ruin the Olympics for me also. <laughs> who, are, who are these people? The people who don't watch real sports and then they act like you know they're Joe American by watching uh, fucking relay or something, <laughs> some bullshit. I hate those people. <laughs> the people who got excited about Michael Phelps. Remember that, Michael? Like, if you weren't a real American, if you weren't, like, jumping up and down for Michael Phelps, I didn't watch one race the fucking guy did, and I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> he's a fucking swimmer. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm not going to pretend to like swimming because an American's good at it. Good for him. Made a hell of a career out of it, but it doesn't mean I have to care. Not a gymnastics guy? Not a big uh, Carrie Shrug guy? No, you know, who's the um, – I always see this girl on uh, Twitter. They always show videos of her. Dominique Mociano? Mm, I don't know. She's kind of Asian looking. She's very good. Like, she does her floor routines. She, oh, like, it's, it's all good. Like, it's just I'm not going to probably watch it. It's very good. Parallel bar, uneven bars, not, a big, not an uneven bars guy? Can't, can't do it. Parallel uneven? <laughs> Parallelograms. <laughs> the floor competition, that's, that's always nice. Bouncing around, doing crazy jumps and spins, like impossible. Well, you can't beat 96, man. The Carrie Shrug thing did it with a broken ankle. I mean, that was a Willis Reed shit. That was 96? I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great. I don't, I don't remember watching it. But the, you remember the video, though. Nailing yeah, that landing. She, she nailed the landing and she she teared up. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess there's some problems now because looking back, you wonder like how many of those girls were victims of some scumbag doctor. Exactly. Scumbag That's what ruins coach. it for me, really. It's that That's angle. It. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, a lot of scumbags in those uh in those uh Parts of society, I guess. I mean, it's fish in a barrel when you think about it. And someone's giving you their they, – they groom these kids from young age. They're there to make their dreams come true. So those kids are willing to do anything it takes. You know, keep your mouth shut. And right. And you'll be a big star. Coach Todd comes in and – Oh, yeah, it sounds like – Yep. Scumbag. Coach Todd. I watched the end of the I, Tanya movie. One, one night when I couldn't sleep. That's I, I followed that. Just <laughs> I saw the beginning. Mean, that. that was crazy. She she's um she's unreal, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, very good. She's unbelievable. I mean, she's like one of those beautiful women in the world, but she she's like a great actress too. She nails it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember she came in eighth after uh, 
And it's funny because she's the one who ratted out her boyfriend or husband, whatever his name was, Jeff Galuli. Galuli, yeah, of course. The guy what a name like, that was, man. Guy just sounds like he's uh, yeah. going to break some ice skaters. When you, when you brought up pedophile gymnastics coaches, I went to Jeff Galuli. Even <laughs> though he wasn't one, he just sounds like one. <laughs> Jeff Galuli and his buddy, whoever that guy was. The bodyguard? Yeah, Scott, Steve, I don't know. And, 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 <laughs> and Tanya Harding, man, ratted them out, saying she didn't know anything about it. Oof. She definitely hit or the hit. Yeah, she's full of shit. Do you remember who won the gold? Nancy Kerrigan won silver that year. You know who won gold? Um, Chang. Close, Oksana Bayul. Uh, oh, Oksana Bayul was good. <laughs> that's that's the most I ever cared about the Olympics, man. Back then, because that story was huge. Yeah, yeah, it was unreal. Like you put on Sports Center, and there was Nancy Kerrigan crying. It know. was something out of a WWE storyline, like a backstage hit, and then you cut back there, and she's on the ground holding her ankle, and no yeah. one, no one to be found. Yeah, it's wild. Man, they gotta they gotta have another scandal to get me back in. I think. And you know what it is? The winter is always better than summer, anyways. Winter Olympics. Oh, well, curling puts it over the top. Yeah, we've talked about that. The yeah. winter, winter's just better. Better Olympics. Hockey too. We get basketball here, so there's like the trade off. Yeah. We'll find something. This? Yeah, curling. There's always something in there for winter. We'll key into something. We'll make it a point to key into something. Uh, All right. And if we we'll don't try like, anything to avoid, to it, what do we don't really care? Not deep to like. It's, I'm not going to read spoilers, so it's all right. No, 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 no such thing as an Olympic spoiler. Come on. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, big. Uh, for any Wimbledon fans out there, Djokovic and Federer in action tomorrow. Not against each other. Wednesday morning by the time you guys listen to this. Mm-hmm. So, a couple matches away from a possible final. Kids locked into it. I did. I watched it over the weekend. I watched Federer on Saturday. It was raining all day. Mm-hmm. watched him, and then I watched him uh, yesterday morning, too. Third and fourth round. He looks, he looks okay. He looks 40 at times, but I'm not sure he could beat Djokovic. Many Djokovic to get picked off, but he could. Uh, we'll see. The two seed that he was supposed to play in the quarters got upset. Now he's playing some Canadians, Pol- or Polish. Huge. There's two Canadians left. Yeah, he's playing a Polish guy, I think, in the quarters, and uh, there is an Italian left too. Oh, okay, good. Berrettini, and they they All could right. play in the semis maybe. So that's your Wimbledon update. Good, excellent. Just I'm trying to latch on to something, man. This is why I wanted the Nets and Islanders to keep winning. Now I'm watching Euro Cup, I'm watching fucking penalty kicks, just to just to fill <laughs> fill a void. <laughs> penalty kicks at five o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah, which I didn't even get to really. I walked in, and I saw the last kick of the game, which is a nice feeling. The team you're rooting for, like you just turn it on, boom! All right. Let the dog out. That's job mission accomplished. 120 minutes saved, really. 
Well, I did watch a little bit at work, but I missed all of overtime, which nothing happened, so I didn't miss anything. Uh, and that well, was it. So, well, when you're on the so. clock, it's almost not even like you, you're watching it. I mean, it's, it's not even like – it's not even. It's just you're getting paid to do it. So it's not yeah. even like you actually spent any time doing it. You just got paid to watch some soccer instead of actually doing your job. Right. And I watched very little of it. Caught both goals somehow, one way or another. Caught both goals. Nice. I will say this. I think Italy we're, – we're, we're heading towards Italy, England. I, Sunday poor catapulted – me personally, I'll take the hit, I guess. Catapulted England into this championship game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So there's no there's no way Denmark beats England tomorrow. Okay. No way. I, I know it, this is England. I, ever since England beat Germany, I felt like this we were heading towards Italy England <laughs> showdown. All right. And uh well, yeah. it's your Euro Cup check in too. I don't know to, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if I should put everything Bet against England, put everything against England, or what? Now I don't know. I don't know if you just read unjinx the jinx, or if the jinx still stands, or what. I don't know how that works. I think. I mean, it it feels like Italy, England. I was be- confident in Italy winning today because I felt like it was going to be Italy, England. I was like, we're getting Italy, England. It's going to be raucous tomorrow. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. Uh, oh, it's in it, England, it, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy uh, for the Italians today. They had a heavy following there, but uh, I mean, tomorrow's going to be mayhem. The English, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see them lose. I don't care. I'll be hysterical if they lost. You'll see riots in the street. Good old-fashioned sports riots. <laughs> It'll be like it's uh, Vancouver all over again. Do, so- do overseas soccer uh, fans, do they do that shit? Do they light shit on fire? I think so. They probably headbutt people and punch people in the face, and I'm sure they blow some shit up here and there. Doesn't get doesn't get the coverage that it needs to get because I feel like Canada Canada gets the coverage like Vancouver, like you were saying. But they're but it's you know when Americans do it, it gets the coverage. Why not the Europeans? It, it's soccer, and not as many people care, I guess. <laughs> That is one thing about Canada. Like, oh, everyone's friendly up there. You know, everyone's like a forward thinker. It's like this is, when their hockey team loses, they do tend to act like animals. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're not perfect, all right? It's really just when the, when the hockey teams lose, though. That's when, they, that's when they let loose. Otherwise, nice, nice people in the world. Yeah, otherwise, they're just out hunting moose or whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> Moose drinking Labatt's. Moose jerky and Labatt's blue. That's it. That's it. It's Canada, baby. Molson Golden. (laughs) I haven't had a Molson in a long time. Nice strong beer. I haven't had that in a long time. No, it's been a while. You ever go to a Tim Hortons? No. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Heard good things? I don't know. There used to be one up uh, near the casino, but I never – I think they used to be at least. I don't, never, never, never did it. Who did Tim Horton play for? The Canadian. Ice hockey player, right? It's got to be a Canadian guy. Oh yeah, there's still there's one in Vernon, Connecticut. Yeah, never been to, oh, permanently closed. No, nope, never. <laughs> uh, 
Never, never been to a Tim Hortons. Not, not sure what to, what to make of it. What, what do you, you don't even know like what it's famous for? Well, it's donuts, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Coffee, donut, that, that type of joint. Like it's like a Dunkin' Donuts kind of oh. crispy cream, I think. Uh, it looks like Connecticut doesn't have a uh, Tim Hortons anymore. So who was Horton? Oh, I was still looking at to see. There's one in White Plains. Looks like that's the closest one. So Tim Horton. Oh, White Plains. For some right. reason, I want to say I want to say he was a Blackhawk, based in Toronto. Serves coffee, donuts, and other fast food items. Canada's largest quick service restaurant chain. Yeah, he was a professional ice hockey player and entrepreneur who was a defenseman in the NHL, helping t- the Toronto Maple Leafs win four Stanley Cups. So it was a while ago that this guy played. So there you have it. Tim Horton was a Maple Leaf. It's in White Plains, huh? Let's see. Is it near the highway? You're going to make a point? Oh, he died. Uh, he, this guy died in 74. He was young. Uh, he died following a single vehicle crash in 1974 oh. caused by driving while intoxicated. Yeah, it's not coming. Single car. Yeah, that kind of gave it away. He was a Maple Leaf, Ranger, Penguin, and Sabre. It looks kind of close to the highway. Going over the Tappan Zee Bridge. I could maybe hit this one day. <laughs> Tim Hortons. All right. All right. Rest in peace, Tim Horton. Never knew. Never knew. It's been it's been almost 50 years. Oh, yeah. There was a Tim Hortons in Meriden. Of course, there's a Tim Hortons in Meriden. There was. Yeah, no more. Of course, of course there was. All right. <laughs> on, that, on that note, as we long for coffee and donuts we've never had before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's good. Yeah. You got anything else before we hit the road, man? Not much. Just thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you uh, later on in the week. Yeah, take it easy, everybody. Peace. I did notice uh, the 4th of July party we were at the other day. Mm -hmm. We took a stab at potato salad. It's a lot of pressure with that potato salad. Uh, no one. I saw. I saw three macaroni salads, but no potato salads. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That seems because I was just th- I, thinking there was potato salad, but that was where I was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. There was. Uh, yeah. There was three different kinds of mac. I tried them all. I think too. I had two. <laughs> They're both good. Well, you said. I, I mean, it's a, it's a hit, hit for average with that macaroni salad, right? So you're gonna yeah, good chance it's gonna be okay. Right. It's a yeah. It's a base hit. Nobody Hitter. nobody wants to swing for the fences of the potato salad. <laughs> yeah, that launch angle. A lot of a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a big uppercut swing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You might hit it, you might <laughs> corkscrew yourself into the ground. <laughs> you don't want to pop up uh potato salad the second base. No, no. You, you butcher potato salad, man. Forget it. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of leftovers.
Not leftovers for the dog. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to look at that plate and you're like, oh, somebody fucked up. Somebody fucked up. I drank a good amount of white sangria yesterday where I was. Oh, okay. It was like a late afternoon party. I didn't really bring anything with me, so I just kind of drank whatever they had. Out of the pitch, out of pitcher? Or a pitcher? Yeah, one of those uh, big things with a spout at the bottom of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fruit, yeah, little blueberries in it. Not a white wine guy. I could, I could get down with white sangria, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's refreshing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I take a white sangria over a white wine. I, I, was, I was digging it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the revelation I was expecting today, but I'm, I'm with you. The, you're expanding your, your uh, pat a little bit. That's good. Yeah, it's a nice, refreshing, you know, summer drink. It feels, yeah. like, feels like a little healthier because there's blueberries in it, antioxidants and stuff. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, like I'm not killing myself with this. How bad could it be? It's right. fruit in it. Right. Exactly. It offsets yeah. the alcohol. Right. Yep. And these are the truths we tell ourselves. That's it. <laughs> whatever helps you hit that. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Well, it's the it's the alcohol. <laughs> that too. It's the sangria. More importantly, yeah. Yeah, sangria, uh, good stuff. I want, if you do sangria, do you buy like a bottle of what they call sangria or do you just get whatever white wine and just put it with fruit and shit or can you do both? <laughs> I've, never made really a I've never made a sangria, period. You didn't do the what I would do is if, if I made a red, I would, I would buy, I'd buy a jug like Carlo Rossi, mm-hmm. right? And then put a bunch of fruit in it. Brandy. I think there was peach oh, brandy, yeah, brandy in this one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got the brandy. Yeah, I think there was mm, – see, I don't know. I'd have to – I don't know. I think there was peach brandy in the one yesterday. So I think you put brand, some sort of brandy in it. Mm. I, I think there was a little bit of ginger ale maybe. Oh, give a little uh, sparkle. Carbonation. Yeah. So let's see. If I was going to do it, I would do the jug, a little brandy, something for carbonation, ginger ale maybe. And then I don't know, just a ton of fruit. There was a ton of fruit in this one. I think you're, yeah. Yeah, I think you're on the right track. Yeah, I mean, the worst case scenario, it's booze. It's just, yeah, it's just chilled red wine with fruit in it. Sort and she had wine. a bottle of Malibu there to add to it. I, I did just in case <laughs> it needed it. Um, so I guess there is also that option. I remember at a party I was at one time, my sister in law, she left vodka out because she said the sangria wasn't that good that she made. So it's like, all right, you mean <laughs> top Just yourself top off a little box? Yeah, it's, <laughs> why not? I yep. guess that's always that's always uh, a scenario too. <laughs> Jeez. Want to add some booze to your booze? Yeah. Wow. That was a crazy there play. You go. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe that play, so... You know, if you got this far in the podcast, just judge that bat in a second. You go back and look it up. Yeah, second baseman. Well, he was he was shading. Uh, pitcher's glove came off. Oh, I didn't even see that part. Okay. Yeah, Schiff like threw his glove, probably just to protect himself. Ball got yeah, ball smoked. Yeah, ball got through him though. 
Second base made the play through to second for the out for the force at second. Runners of the corners two away here in the second. Sanchez steps up to the plate. And ever since eliminating that leg kick, I tell you, <laughs> been a different hitter. Isn't it funny, Susan? Don't take sometimes slightest thing. Well, I've been saying it for years, John. <laughs> Been saying it for years. The mental game. It's human beings that play this, not robots. Right. That's why you need to put them in the lineup every day so they can play. Right. You can't just expect them to be ready every night just because you <laughs> call their number. No, these guys these are they're professionals, but they're humans. You're absolutely right. It'll be a one oh to Gary. Did you know did you know that uh Susan Waldman sang the national anthem before night? Before the game five, the 94 finals, the OJ game. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I know she sang, yeah. she, I know she sang it a couple of times. I didn't realize she did it in the Knicks game, though. She had okay, she had okay voice, right? She was on Broadway. Yeah, she's not a bad singer. So, what was she who, did, uh, who was in the Justice Sheffield trade? Paxton? Uh, I think that was the Paxton trade. Sounds right. I just keep my mind keeps. I know it's not him, but my mind keeps flashing to the catcher. Oh, he sent out there. Yeah. Oh, he hit a couple of bombs from the right side. Oh, and Jesus Montero. That was the Pineda yeah. trade. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-three mile an hour sinker. Yeah, I guess Sheffield has had a little bit of a rough go. Yeah, well, he's got like a good five-something ERA, right? He's not. If I probably looked earlier today. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. I just know he was getting trashed by somebody before <laughs> on Twitter saying that the Yankees should hammer him. So, I mean, there it's it's a bunch of righties and like a. Soft throwing left handed pitcher who struggles. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you should crush him. True. Yeah, that is true. I don't, yeah, that is, that's a good point. I don't know why you throw a lefty at the Yankees in uh, like a big spot in October. Yeah. Not that they're heading there this year, but. Yeah. I mean, not that, it's not that soft throwing, but you know what I mean? He's not, you know. Well, no, yeah. He's not, he's he's not, not Randy Johnson. Yeah. All right, so full count here uh, after the judge steal. Second, full count on Sanchez. Two away in the inning. See if the Yanks can tack on a run or two with the base hit. Got two ducks second. out on the pond for you, Gary. Sheffield takes the signs in the set and delivers. Oh, breaking ball, Ooh. hammered foul. Do it again. Uh, Suns, I was going to oh. say uh, scoreboard. Suns are up 16 over the Bucks, Oof. heading into the fourth. Not all Rayburn makes a run. Absolutely insane that Chapman threw a fucking slider to Alonzo, man. Absolutely fucking insane. That was, uh, yeah, that was I tough. Who, I don't know who calls the pitches, though. If that comes from the dugout, why is it getting called from the dugout? 
if Sanchez is called, I don't know who was catching, but if Sanchez is calling or Higashioka was called it. I, yeah, I believe it was Higashioka because Cole started that game. You got to ask, we got to ask why. And he walks a wild pitch. Oh, run will score, probably. Where is this? Who is doing this camera work? Let's see Gary trot down to first. We don't know if a run scored or not. This is what happens when you don't let us in the ballpark. And a run has scored. It is 4 nothing. Oh, man, I'd love to hear Sterling's actual call on that because there's no way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to – that would drive him nuts. Tim LaCastro scores. Not a lot of guys could have scored from third on that season. <laughs> it's a great pickup. <laughs> but there's got to be – somebody's got to answer for why that pitch was thrown there, especially with Chapman struggling. Especially with the fact that who was hitting should not be getting a breaking ball. Same. Uh, see, see, somebody's got to answer why they're not, why he's not just throwing gas there. You know, you can mix in your breaking ball a little bit, you know, earlier, but you got to go for the kill there, or fucking bounce it in. You're gonna do that. Yeah, that was horrendous all around. Yeah. Bad news, and there is activity in the Mariners bullpen. All right. I'm going to get the shit out, my man. All right. I'll talk to you. All right. See ya.